0: Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, Ms. Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. After taking care of Master Forger Zermo, the Archon began his next operation, but a crucial piece in the puzzle happens to be Azon. It was beyond the Archon's reach. In order to retrieve the young Reticon, Siron seeks out a commander to get the job done. One full heartedly loyal to his cause. Commander? Did you reassign me? I just spoke to Vorman, and he informed me of my new team. Oh good. Yes, Krogo. I've seen how well you've grown. You are one of the most elite enforcers we have, but your strategic analysis puts you on par with even myself. But Righton, I want to serve under you. No, Krogo. You would be better off leading your own team. The alarm sounds as Krogo lifts from his slumber. Turning towards his system, he presses down on it as a holocall is answered. On the other end is Yen wearing a core command uniform. Krogo, the general wishes to speak with you. We are finally getting our first directive. Krogo wipes his hand across his forehead. Thank you, Commander. Please inform the general I will be there shortly. Already did. He's aware of your punctuality. Now just show him what you're capable of and we can finally get the vessel we've been eyeing. Krogo waves his palm across the hologram as it fades from view. He stands tall, gripping onto his codex and lightly touching it log entry 425. My command squadron is finally completing their training. Once I meet with one of the command officials, we will have a choice of submergent surveillance or a forger assignment. Either way, it will provide much needed intel for the Republic with the void being prevalent during submergence or our much-needed understanding of how the rune is operated. I've gotten an extraordinary amount of intel about the Alliance that rules this Foundation region, but I feel I've only scratched the surface. Skimming his hand across his forearm, the recording ceases as he gathers his uniform, equipping his gear, and leaving his chamber. Heading down the hall, there are around 20 other chambers on each side of him. The barracks at Line Orbital 3, connecting to the Command Acolyte Assembly, are filled with training cadets of all sorts. Stemming from across the realms, from worlds that have yet to comprehend the scope of the Corps. Walking past the chambers... Only three of them have their doors open, as Kroko marches by. One of the operatives in training pops out. Having trained with Kroko before, he takes a step back out of fear, but then calls out with curiosity. Where are you headed? Kroko continues forward until reaching the lift. Then he turns around and responds. A new directive. The lift door shuts as he stands there silently, waiting patiently as he heads to General Plutel's antechamber for further instruction. Before he can reach his intended destination, the lift slows, opening its door to a familiar member of Krogo's squad. Considered the Spec Ops, It is another Yen by the name of Vigabon. He takes a step in with a wide grin, Krogo stepping aside for him to have some room. Ah, you're on your way to Pluto as well? I suppose, Krogo grunts from lack of interest. You know, Krogo, I feel like you and I are not that different. Krogo glances down at him. Oh, you think you know me? Well... That is why they place me in as an operative. I can read people quite well. If it wasn't for that, I would consider myself an enforcer. Kroko lets out a soft chuckle, unable to conceal it. A laugh. Well, that would be the first. Vagabond turns toward him. If I were to guess, you joined command because you lost someone close to you. Perhaps someone you idolize and wish to walk in their footsteps. Kroko looks down at him. A serious tone in his eyes when suddenly the lift opens to the antechamber, where inside stands their commander. For an instant, Krogo sees Frighten standing there. But as he blinks his eyes, he sees Commander Eloxo, along with their tech ops, a prime female with red hair and spectacles, her name being Ahera. As they approach their squadron, Eloxo steps forward as Krogo respectfully salutes him. Come on, Krogo. Enough with the decorum. Aluxo pats him on the forearm as he motions to the general's chamber. He wants you in there first. Krogo nods, as he silently reaches a chamber door which slides open only for him to enter. Once inside, the chamber is lit by orange sconces across the ceiling with a large chandelier shaped like a trident. Cortex shelves are embedded into the walls with a fireplace crackling behind the general's desk. The aroma makes its way through Krogo's nostrils, giving him a sense of fiery passion as it smells like cooked acrylok. Atop the desk is a plate of just that, and behind the desk is a chair waiting, turned away from him, towards flame. Then he hears from the voice sitting at the chair. The flame is a symbol that not many know the origin of or even seek to make assumptions on the mythos tied to it. Krogo stands there patiently waiting. The passion behind it comes from the legends espoused by a fanatic cult, stemming from the cosmic and photonic realms. Krogo looks toward the charred agarlock flesh has been cured for the enjoyment of one's own appetite. The voice continues. It is a tool that can be used as a weapon, an aid for survival. Krogo takes a step forward. General Plutel, was I summoned to listen to you blabber, or does the story have merit to the directive you are tasking me with? The general spins around, holding an ingot of obsidian stone. Krogo becomes mesmerized by the stone, and suddenly, he zones out, hearing himself. Why can't I join you on this mission? I can ke- help keep the Archon safe. Not this time, Krogo. Stay with the Mother kind. We will call for reinforcements when... I find it interesting, the duality of obsidian... On one spectrum, it is chaotic as the heart of the flame, but on another comes order with the conception of the void. Flutel stands as he glances slightly toward Krogo, then motions toward the desk where the plate sits. Krogo steps forward, sitting before the chunk of meat has been carefully roasted. Agarlock is a delicacy on many worlds, This I know. You are not in trouble, Krogo. In fact, I need you for something important. Please, entertain your gorge. Plutel paces around the desk, leaning against it, next to Krogo, waiting for him to eat. Although he is not afraid, he can tell that Plutel is planning something. Couldn't you explain this in front of a Commander Eloxo? Plutel laughs at the thought. My, my! You are that eager to trust your commander! Well. The Archon must really teach loyalty. Kergo's eyes widen. How could he know? he wonders. Or perhaps. you've actually grown fond of your assumed allies here in Corps Command. Either way, I hope it doesn't impede on your greater goals. Krogo glances up at Plutel. I take it you're in contact with my Archon? Am I to assume you are one of his pawns? Plutel lifts off from the desk, placing the obsidian next to Krogo. I am no pawn of the Archons, but I am aware of some plans behind the curtains, so to speak. Your Archon being upon himself. <laughs> Krogo chuckles. You think him upon. He begins to push his fist against the desk, causing the pressure from it to indent. My Archon is more powerful than all the Runic Council combined. He is the one moving the pieces. You and your notions of command don't come close to his authority over these realms. Lutel takes a slight step back. Of, of course, how disrespectful of me. Please, allow me to retract what I just said and provide you with a choice on your directive. Kroko sits back down, slowly lifting his fists from the desk. Obviously, you know the typical directives a new squadron must undertake. But in regards to my research, I'm looking to assign your squadron to a master forger within the command colonies, a great ally of mine, like Telvin. Krogo thinks for a moment, contemplating what Plutel could be planning, whether he is on the side of the Archon or not. Once your squadron arrives on Colony Front 5, your directive will begin immediately. Does Exolo know the mission parameters? To an extent. Your directive, on the other hand, is to showcase your loyalty to the cause. What cause? Core commands, of course. After all... If your Archon wishes to succeed the Runeforger Order, he will require command's assistance. Krogo stands with zero patience left. If that's it, I'd like to convene with my squadron so we may finally leave this shell. Of course. Inform your commander that a Dock Bay 234 has been assigned to your squadron. The coordinates are already plotted in your nav console. He pauses and looks to the obsidian. A gift for your Archon. The next time you see him. Krogo looks at it. Hesitantly grabbing it and walking out of the chamber. But before he could leave. And thank you, Krogo. Your compliance is much appreciated. Veering back. At the general, Krogo glares into his eyes as his violet pupils sink into Plutal's soul. He thinks to himself, more shall reveal where true loyalty lies. Upon reconvening with the squadron, they all head to the dock bay piloting their command vessel to Frond 5 where Master Forger Reich Telvin awaits their arrival. However, Krogo can't help but think there is something being planned. Something. malign is being prepared. Whatever it is, he will be ready. I thank you for listening to this entry. Next week will be the final Reticon entry. And the week after that will be the 80th entry. Which means it is a halfway mark for Season 3. For it, there will be a Reborn in Power special continuing with William Soar's storyline after he met with Arkantos at the start of Season 3. If you are just now joining the anthology... Check out our theadiananthologies.com for more content that expands this new expanding universe. You can also support the creation of this podcast by donating through the link found in the description of this episode. Until next time, travelers. Be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.